everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast, Grain Week 35. I'm Greg Northy from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Emil Poirier of QJAC Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you doing today, Milt? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Pretty good. So, Grain Week 35 is in the books. Um, which week was this in the calendar? Just remind me. This would be the week from March the 27th through to, let's say, April the 3rd. So this was the full week after the labor disruption, correct? Yes. Yeah, and from looking at the reports, we saw quite the bounce back from from both railways. Uh, Let's dive into this. We're going to start with CP because that was particularly impressive. Um, What did you see in in CP's numbers in week 35? Yeah, I think impressive is uh, is a good description, and and I think uh, somewhat surprising, really. I think when we spoke last week, um, we kind of thought that you know performance had a chance to improve uh, for both railways, but most notably CP, given that they had had four or five days to get their operations back up to full speed after the labor disruption, so they should have been kind of back in the groove, if you will. Um, they had some things working against them a little bit, outstanding order counts. So we thought it would be better, but uh, I certainly didn't think they would be this much better. And basically what we saw in week 35 for CP is A, their best performance since November, um, you know, mid-November, as we like to point that time in the calendar when the Vancouver disruption happened. They had a little bit lower demand than the prior week, but not significant. They were still above 2,000 cars, um, second time, uh, two weeks in a row, and fourth time in the last six weeks, which doesn't sound like high demand, but for this year, um, it's it's higher than average, if you will, certainly over the last four months. And they were good uh, right across the board. Um, You know, they were 100% order fulfillment, uh, in every corridor this week, other than Thunder Bay, which, as we talked about last week, has been a struggle for them recently. And despite the fact that, you know, Thunder Bay didn't do as well, uh, even at 75% order fulfillment, um, they were significantly better than in the prior two weeks when they were 21 and 16% order fulfillment. So you wrap all that together, and we saw consistent performance, good performance. And uh, 92% overall. So a really good week for CP. Yeah, a really good week. And it um, shows uh, what happens when, when the capacity is there to, uh, to move the grain. What about CN? CN also better. Uh, a little bit more muted in their improvement uh, compared to CP, but still good. Um, they got above 80% for the second time since November. So that's notable. Uh, and interestingly enough, they did it on, you know, a demand increase that was about 40% when you compare it to the prior week, week 34, uh, which is also a good sign that there was more business in front of them and, and they handled it better. You know, demand uh, was over 2000 cars. So again, not huge. Uh, but for this year, uh, one of the higher levels that, that we've seen, certainly in the last three to four months. And they did pretty well um, across the border, or sorry, across the board. Uh, They were basically 90% or better in uh, four out of six corridors. 
and most critically, uh, Prince Rupert and Thunder Bay, where they were 93 and 98% respectively. They kind of fell down in Vancouver um, from the prior week. And the prior week wasn't that great at 62%, but they were really not good to Vancouver in week 35 at 34%. But what saved them, uh, if you want to think of it that way, was that demand to Vancouver was unusually low in week 35, only 300 orders, which is, which is really low. Uh, normally, that number would be probably 800 to 1,000 or more orders. Um, so while they didn't do well in that corridor, you know, the stellar performance to Prince Rupert and Thunder Bay kind of lifted the, the boat and, and overall performance came in at 81%. Okay, let's turn our attention to the provinces. Um, anything catch your eye in uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan or Manitoba? Well, as a general statement, I would say that, you know, the improvement that we saw at the system level uh, for both CN and CP uh, carried through uh, consistently uh, this week to the individual provinces. Uh, we haven't been able to say very often, if at all, this year that we saw both CN and CP improve in every province week over week in the same week. And that's what we saw this, this week. So, you know, they did well at the top level. And, and for the most part, um, shippers, regardless of province, saw their performance improve in varying degrees. So that's also a good sign, you know, apart from uh, seeing the railways perform well in their destination corridors, uh, when you see that translate to uh, good performance, regardless of origination, whether it's in Alberta or Saskatchewan or Manitoba, and it's a consistent improvement across the board, that's, that's a good sign that things are improving overall. Well, you, you mentioned it briefly, but outstanding orders, like looking ahead, it was one of the issues we were flagging the past couple of weeks. Um, situation is much better now. Like last last week, it wasn't just the on time or the, the orders in that week. It was, uh, they really knocked off some of these outstanding orders as well, right? Yeah, that was probably the most surprising thing, I think, certainly for CP, um, uh, although both railways made some progress in, in that regard uh, in week 35. Coming out of week 34, you know, CP, owing largely, I think, to the disruption to their operations and the fact that they were trying to restart their, their operations midweek, their outstanding order count climbed significantly. Um, so they came out of week 34 with more than 1,300 outstanding orders. And it's not that they haven't been at that level this year. They've been there and higher for weeks and weeks and weeks through, you know, January, February, and March. Um, and, and CN, less so, CN had made some good progress uh, in the prior weeks, and they came into week 35 uh, with significantly less outstanding orders, but nonetheless, they had still more than 500. Um, so, you know, while we thought performance would improve, uh, we certainly thought that given what we've seen this year that you know we would see perhaps a steady progression downward of of outstanding orders being reduced and we saw much better than that uh, you know cn made some headway they kind of took it from 500 plus down to just a little over 350 which is you know not great but it's 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 headed in the right direction uh cp however was the big surprise um they started the week with 1,350 outstanding orders, and they came out of the week with less than 100. So 
that's uh, quite an achievement and, and even more impressive when you think that they did that at the same time as they managed to fulfill, um, you know, 90 plus percent of the orders for the current week. And, you know, that's one thing that we haven't seen this year. Um, we've seen railways make progress uh, in certain weeks in knocking down their outstanding order counts, but they were kind of forsaking current week performance to do that. So outstanding orders going down, uh, order fulfillment performance staying low. And what really turned around this week was the fact that we saw both of those things move in a positive direction, again, particularly for CP at the same time. So, uh, so also how did they do that, sign. Mel? How did they, how did they pull that off? Well, <laughs> you know, at the, at the risk of sounding trite, uh, it's not rocket science. Um, they just spotted more cars, um, which is something we've been looking for them to do, you know, for quite a while now. Uh, but in week 35 in particular for CP, they spotted just about 3,100 empty hoppers for shippers. So they had a week 35 demand of 2,100. And, you know, you throw in a couple of orders that they canceled on shippers, not significant, but a few. And then you spot 3,000 cars, um, which they hadn't done, by the way, since December uh, in a single week. And that's how the numbers get down to where they were. CN kind of did the same thing. Uh, they spotted fewer cars, but still had one of their best or, or their best car spotting weeks since also since December. Um, and down come outstanding orders and performance stays pretty good in the current week. So, you know, why that happened is the million dollar question. And it's not one that we can answer, frankly, because we can't see behind those numbers. But there's only two things that are going to, um, you know, have that effect end of the day uh, it's improved capacity the question is where does that capacity come from what's likely is that um, they executed better um, uh, and if i had to guess i would suspect that you know we may have seen more train crews come back to work particularly for cp um, to see that kind of a jump in such a short period of time yeah, well, hopefully it uh, continues and those crews stay on uh, and then we get some some smooth delivery and high capacity in the coming weeks. So something we'll be watching for sure. Nope. thanks a lot, as always, for your description of the reports. For those of you who'd like to see those reports, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com and we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>